Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And uh, our syllabus is kind of all over the place, Manny. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. I think we're going to be jumping around topic back and forth, but it'll be a good one. <laughs> all I know is the weather's been really good. Has it? I'm enjoying it. I'm cold in the mornings. Cold in the mornings, too. Well, see, it's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm enjoying it better than the heat. I guess because I don't work in the heat. True. Exactly. True. True. Well, besides true. that, how was your weekend, Tony? Um, You know, mine was busy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was supposed to go with you to the Pomona swap meet. Yes. Which we'll get into in a little bit. Yes. But I completely forgot that we had a wedding to go to. <laughs> <laughs> so this was, I went to a wedding out in Santa Paula. Santa Paula. Yeah. Where is that again? That is by like a little bit past Six Flags. Oh, Santa damn. Clarita. Yeah. It's, it's, it was far. Yeah, that's a drive. It was a good 25 minutes or, I mean, no, actually, I'm sorry. It was like 25 miles off the freeway. I was about to say, 25 minutes from here to there? No, 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 no. It was 25 miles off the freeway. Like, once you exited the freeway, you were still on the road for, like, 25 miles. I was like, I'm hoping that you weren't on the news getting chased by cops if you were there in 25 (laughs) minutes. No, no, no. It was, like, at a, uh, is it called a lemon grove? What? You know how you have orange groves, and it's, like, the tree nurseries for the oranges? Mm -hmm. It was like that, but for lemons. I'm going to assume so. I'm going to call it a lemon grove then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was at a lemon grove, and it was a wedding for uh for family. Okay. So, obviously, I was not going to drive home that night. We got a hotel out there, so I was not going to be able to make Pomona swap meat. Did you bring lemons, though? No, but they had fresh lemonade. <laughs> You're Mexican, and you didn't bring lemons. No, I did not. The hell's wrong with you? I mean, all of my family have a lemon tree in their backyard. That's kind of standard already. They're fucking up. <laughs> You're supposed to let your neighbor have the lemon tree so it can hang over, and you as a Mexican, you steal them. Well, they're they're the neighbor that gets stolen from. Oh, okay. There has to be one. There it has, has to, to be, be one, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did that, and uh, my dad's actually in town from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So he's in town. He's going to be collaborating with uh, Dustin Wynn at North County K-9. Okay. And uh, Raid Team. Um, I didn't really know who he was at first, but I guess he does some kind of... Not the Buck Spray, right? No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I guess guess he does some kind of merchandising and stuff, too. Seems like a really cool guy. And they're all kind of collaborating to uh, my dad... To help these uh, veterans that were ro- wounded in uh, the Afghanistan explosion in August. Mm. So these guys were wounded, and um, they're collaborating with them. My dad is donating a couple puppies to them. Oh, nice. And Dustin Wynn is actually going to train them. Nice. So really cool thing. So he he flew out here for that. So we did a little barbecue with him on, on a Sunday. But, uh, yeah, that, that was all that encompassed mine. Nice, nice. Yeah, pretty much. How about you? How was the swap meet? Well, it it kind of, kind of nice, honestly. Uh, but Saturday, so I I took Mister Bitches with us. Okay, cool, cool. Um, I had him come over to my house so he can sleep over because I was not gonna make the drive to like at two a.m. to go to Fullerton 
pick him up, and then come back to Riverside to meet up with my grandpa and a few others. Oh, so he didn't take his classic. No, he he had the idea that JDM weren't allowed at the Pomona Classic Car Swap Meet. Uh, what, what year is his Celica again? 85, I think. Oh, so he's okay to actually plat- park with the Classics. Yes. Because I think it's, what, 86? Something like that, yeah. I think it's 86 or 87 is the cutoff year for mm-hmm. parking, you know, the Pomona Swap Meet parking mm-hmm. right there. And so I had him sleep over, and then, look, uh, coincidentally, we were going to have family over Saturday night. So it was kind of a bonus that he brought soju, so we just got lit off soju Saturday night. There it is. All right. <laughs> uh, but I did wake up a little bit hungover the next morning. I saw you posting. It was like 4 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Fucking early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so we got up at like around 3, left at 3.30, and then we went out with my grandpa. We went to a gas station. We filled up gas we filled up on drinks we filled up on snacks and everything and pretty much right around four o'clock we started making our way to pomona and we got there like around four four forty five i would say in the morning and the event doesn't start till five but that doesn't mean that they're gonna start not gonna let people in so they were already letting people in but since pomona is part of la county they were requiring proof of vaccination or at least a negative test within 72 hours Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so they asked everybody that was coming through the gates, and I think I did see a few cars being turned around that they weren't allowed inside. No shit. Because they didn't want to show, they didn't want to get, or they didn't have proof. Yeah. More parking. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, even so, it got full. So I'm just going to assume that people that are just against the vaccines, they, I'm guessing they also just got like a negative test. Okay, okay. Yeah, so about five, five, like five, basically, once we got in, we just finally got ourselves parking, and I just told my grandpa, like, uh, park next to me, but leave a parking space so we can have that space just, like, for, like, our chairs and coolers and stuff, and just, like, so we can have space to relax. Yeah. And, yeah, pretty much we just chilled there. I'm going to say, like, around seven, once the sun uh, finally caught up, I just told my grandpa, hey, um, and he took his El Camino, too. Okay, cool, cool. We had a little bit of misunderstanding because I told him I was going to bring a friend, and I was giving him the idea. I was trying to give him an idea so he can take his El Camino, too, so he can enjoy going there, too, in his classic car as well. Got it. And once we got to his house, he was outside waiting for me to pick him up. I was like, oh. I was like, bro, where's your car? <laughs> I was like, where's your car? I was like, I can't fit you in my car. <laughs> I got somebody in there. Got it, got it, got it. So um, out of, like, consideration for him um, and making him, or out of the misunderstanding, I paid for his entrance fee. Okay, cool. Yeah. So pretty much once the son family came out and everything, I just told him, hey, um, go ahead, check out the Swami, see if there's anything you'd like that you'd be interested in buying and stuff. Because... His El Camino is not in the great condition when it comes to exterior-wise, but I'm, but that's just pretty much from sitting after 20 years, honestly. That'll do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he went off his way. He definitely took a while, so I'm guessing he was taking his time checking out the whole swap sheet. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, he finally came back. He made some friends with some people that were Dodger fans and stuff because he's a Dodgers fan as well. And sure enough, that helped us get us some free beers. Nice. All right. 
Free beer is always nice. At like fucking 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. <laughs> I mean, free beer is always nice. I know, I know, I know. And it definitely helped because it was early. It was really early. We were tired, and I think that beer like actually helped us get start up the day. Honestly. Yeah. All right. All right. Which I don't think I'll ever do again because I have that like little. Uh, what's that? A uh, little pet peeve: never to drink early in the morning. Oh, is that a thing? No, it's just a, it's just my thing, honestly. Um, I have had family in the in just family experience and family examples where they're just alcoholics and everything, and to start off their day, they always want to like take a shot or drink a bunch of beer and stuff. So to me, my idea of an alcoholic is somebody starting off the day drinking already. Okay, so what's the earliest? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Does it matter? Doesn't matter. So nine a.m. is okay. I would say, maybe no. No, I would say. Honestly, I would say like maybe ten a.m. <laughs> That's not that big of a difference. I don't know. All right. What would you say is there, uh, how early or too early for you? Honestly, uh, you know, for me, it's less about the time and more about the situation. That is true because sometimes I will drink early because of a hangover. <laughs> well, I just mean more of like where you're at. Mm, okay. If it's sun is coming up and it's getting warm and I'm at a swap meet. A beer sounds nice. I don't care if it's seven or eight or nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. And yeah, like after he came back, so that basically gave us our chance to go check out the entire Swami and plus check out the rest of like the, the whole parking lot area for all the classic cars to see what's uh what's what showed up, honestly. Okay. Anything uh notable? Uh I did see a Pontiac Firebird or it was a Trans Am, I can't remember. One of the two, because honestly, they made them look so similar. A little bit. And it, it went for like 80K, and the, the honestly, the paint wasn't that really good, so I was like, damn. But it was not surprising also. Yeah, yeah, I know. Everything has an inflation, especially with classic cars. Sometimes it could just be like a, a certain trim package. Exactly. That, that's also true. I mean, we just pretty much saw everything of your 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 most typical stuff. Hot rods, uh, rust buckets, on trailers being pushed into the show. I mean, my grandpa was worried. That's why he didn't take his. He didn't want to take his El Camino. I thought he was gonna jump in with me. That his car wasn't show quality, and I had to tell him, I was "Like, dude, well, they don't care as long they as they don't it's care. Old. You're gonna see cars being towed in, pushed in, or driven in. Doesn't matter. Trust me. Condition doesn't mean shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just gotta be old." That's yeah. it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> it is, honestly. I used to take mine and just lie to him about what year it was. Oh, that's right. The Fox. Because yours is an 88, right? Yes. Yes. Mine's an 88, and I believe the cutoff was 86. Mm. And 86 still had the four eyes. Okay. I'm not, I'm not sure if you you remember how they look, kind of. They have, yeah. the, they have the four eyes with, like, the sunken headlights. Mm-hmm. So, because it's all the same parts, I just tell them I did the front-end conversion. They're like, okay. Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's smart, though. It works every fucking time. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, that'd be surprising for them to, like, pinpoint all that shit out right at the entrance of the gate. Nah, they don't They don't care that much. They don't care that that much. It's okay. a Fox body, so Fox body well, has its own rip. There was newer cars, though, let in to be parked in, like, the whole classic car area. There was what? There was still brand new cars coming oh. in. Okay. Uh, I mean, there were in like you know how like at the very beginning of the section they always have like the Corvette section. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a C8 Corvette parked in there. I mean, okay. I mean, maybe that's just kind of like the rule when you see like 
exotics at a like a class specific show. Mm. They just give them that extra preference because money money talks and gets privileges. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I did see like newer Chargers and new Camaros, and they were uh, going up for sale as well there too. Okay, parked with like the general area because if you remember. Uh, there was the Corvette section, then there was the pre-55, I would say, section, then the street rods, and then the, your general classics, um, or just general anything goes right there. And then after that, at the very end is where, like, the ED, uh, Europe, uh, the European cars and the JDM cars, uh, classic cars will be. Yeah. I wonder if the late model ones just pay a little bit and be like, hey, dude, I'm just trying to sell the car. Let me post it. If I do remember, somebody did tell me that they do have to pay extra for bringing in a newer car. Okay, maybe that's what it is, and then mm-hmm. this way they can advertise it and try to sell it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so apparently I, these these guys don't know about the internet yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, funny thing is there was like a Porsche. I forgot what model it was, but like it was one of the newer ones. And I just saw like these teenagers coming like, oh my god, do you know about this? And like it's like pushing seven hundred horsepower. And I look over to Mr. Bitches Leo and everything. It was like I had like that moment from like Tokyo Drift where the dude was like uh, uh, showing off about his knowledge for his uh, his Viper and stuff. Uh, and I had that moment where I said, like, someone read the brochure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but after after we walked around, just looking up all the uh, looking up all the uh, looking at all the cars and stuff, we finally got to the swap meet section, and literally we just like did like a snail trail through the entire. Every aisle. Yeah, you do your sweeps. I did my sweep. I did a full sweep and everything. Um, my goal was probably to find taillights, uh, new bumpers, uh, side mirrors. Um, there was also the rear view mirror as well. I wanted to replace that as well. But, I mean, all the places that were selling, like, brand new bumpers and stuff, like, they were selling, like, more for, like, trucks and 50s uh, classic cars. Um, so I took their business cards uh, to see if I can just like, hit them up later and see if they have anything. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, the El Camino is a truck, but in terms for parts, it's still considered a, a car. Yeah. So, um, and since also it's like kind of like Nova style because my 60 has the Nova front end and has like the style of a Nova and everything. There you go. Okay, yeah. So at least there's something that it shares parts with. Yeah, so... Um, I did get side mirrors, um, did not get the rear view mirror. Um, I think just mainly because they were selling like every piece of the, of the rear view mirror individually instead of like as a package and stuff. All right. I don't know. But taillights could not really find anything for the El Camino. Uh, there was someone selling it, but they were just like used and very old and rotten already. I was like, I'm trying to get like new, new, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Or, um, What's, the, what's that word? Like refurbished? No, not refurbished. Remanufactured. Remanufactured. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So not super, super lucky on the hunt this time around. Not so much, honestly. It happens. It happens. It does. It does. Um, while we're out and once we came back to the section where we were parked, just like spend the rest of the day and just chill and relax and socialize with the, all the other car owners, my grandpa did tell me that about 20 people actually came up to him Asking specifically for my El Camino if it was for sale. Oh, shit. But my grandpa didn't take down any numbers. Well, did you want him to? It would have been nice. 
Really? Just, oh, just oh, like, and I can brag about it. Stuff, oh, I mean, we can, we can poke into this. I know, I know, like, I know, is I there know, a no. number? What's no, going on? No. But uh, he is was, this a race car investment after? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it'll probably, even if I did decide to sell the El Camino, it'll probably just go towards another classic. Ah. Uh, all right, <laughs> fine. <laughs> no, but like, it was just interesting. But like, it was just sometimes uh, for, with my grandpa, he actually has a hard you actually have a hard time trying to understand how he explains things. So he he did say that quite a few people did make offers, but he couldn't exactly tell me what those offers were. Okay. Um, I think he was just like more hyped about just socializing with people that were interested in the cars and instead of actually paying attention to the numbers. <laughs> that's funny. Because that's my grandpa. That's all my grandpa is. He's all hype. He loves to hype things up for himself and for other people and just, like, socialize and everything. He's very extroverted. Honestly. Sounds like he was having a good time. Oh, trust me, he was. And it was his first time going, and he enjoyed it so much that since I'm his only grandson, I'm legit the only male uh, grandson that he has, that he enjoyed it so much that I invited him over. Okay. Um. So we were just, like, honestly, he. I know for sure he had a blast. Yep. Sounds like you're going next month. In the next three months. Oh, okay. My bad. Okay. Got it. <laughs> and for sure, I know my dad's going to want to go. Very cool. Uh, he didn't go this time. I didn't tell him. I did tell him, but because we do have a nursery and we have freshly produced plants that require maintenance every hour. And by maintenance, we have to spray them down because they're in direct sunlight so they don't dry out and rot and just die off, honestly. Because they're not, they haven't rooted yet. Okay. So we just got to make sure they, they're kept... Uh, Kept cool from the sun, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting, though, while I was at my El Camino, there was a group of, there was two old men that they actually came up. They they each carried backpacks. And that's what I noticed since the last time I went. When you see people walking around with folders, binders, or backpacks and just walking very slowly, you can automatically tell they're on the hunt to look to buy. Got it. All right. That's the, that's the fit. To to me, that's the fit. If you got the backpack, you got the fanny pack, you got the folder, you got the binders, you're 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 on the you're on the hunt. I'd be down with the fanny pack. Oh, trust me, I saw quite a few people with fanny packs. <laughs> I'm sure, and they didn't look empty. They looked like they were packed. Uh, but yeah, um, they did come up with me. But the interesting part was, they actually had two people behind them with full camera gear. Camera gear. And when I mean camera gear, those big old video cameras that you actually have to put over your shoulder and have like uh, like handlebars to hold them on the front of you and everything. Okay. Like if they're doing studio work and stuff. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure they were just vlogging or something, honestly. But uh, yeah, they just came up to me and told me, they like, oh, are you interested in selling your El Camino? I was like, no, but we can talk about it if you want. And yeah, we just, but they weren't really interested. So they just went off and just went off to another car that was next to me that was for sale and started talking to the owner. Ah, uh, okay. But they're doing some kind of vlogging of uh, trying to get deals or something? Yeah, something like that, I think, <laughs> honestly. And tr- and I think trying to flex that, uh, like the deals they can get on stuff, and who knows. Got it, got it. It was funny, it. though. They went up to a G, uh, to a C10 pickup truck that was for sale and stuff. The cameraman went went like to the uh, went in between the trucks to like take video footage and stuff. And I just see the I just see the dude ding the the side mirror with the camera. Ooh. I was like, bruh, and luckily I didn't like I didn't notice that any of the owners turned back to look at them or anything I don't think they were paying attention yikes because most of the owners are in the back just grilling drinking beers and listening to music <laughs> <laughs> but yeah 
Um, some interesting sale tech, sales tactics that, uh, tactics that I saw out there, though, um, and I did notice it. I kind of noticed it. Who knows if it was unintentional or not? Um, but there was a two car trailer, and this was like in the in the year uh, the European classic car section. Uh, I didn't notice it too much in the American side because I wasn't paying attention much to that side because I see American classics all the time, so I get like the gist of like how it works and everything. But when I, when I saw this was interesting, there was a buggy. It was just a roller shell. It was just a roller. No, I, I didn't see no engine or anything in it, and it was listed for twelve thousand five hundred. And it was on a trailer, but the trailer was a two car trailer, and then next to it was a another buggy, but f- runs, no, and it runs like yeah. you can drive it home, but it was going for eighty five. Okay. So do you see the difference? One that doesn't run is just rollers more expensive than the one that actually runs. So my guess is that I, I feel like this is like could be like a sales tactic. Uh, tactic. It's like, oh, I'll just buy that one because it runs. Like Maybe like... No, so... Or what do you think? Okay, so I'm sure somebody will message us and correct me, but if I remember, there are certain years of those buggies that are actually very rare and very expensive. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. I trust. So, I would not doubt that. And ah uh, man, I think what, from what I can remember, because uh, my buddy had one, and you know I helped him swap the motor on it, and mm-hmm. you know it was a fun little car, really easy to work on. Honestly, parts are pretty cheap. Yeah, but he would always talk about uh, it was like an oval window or oval split window, oh, and that's the rear window. Yes, is yes, like an I've oval heard of those. Oval split or something, and those are like. Dumb expensive. And dumb rare. Exactly. I do remember hearing about those. So it could be an instance that that shell might be a very, very, very fucking rare bug, right? Mm -hmm. And the other one is just more of a running clean regular bug. (laughs) True, true. So that could also come into factor. It's almost like getting a 67 fastback versus just a regular notch. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was talking Mustangs on that one. You know yeah, what I, mean? no, or, I, I know, I know what so, you mean. Yeah, so I mean, like it, it could just be just that little trim difference or mm. rare low production year. You know what I mean? Okay, not bad. I did actually have a, quite a few El Cam- other El Camino owners just come up and talk to me and stuff because you really don't see more of like the A body style El Caminos. You see more of the G body styles, mm-hmm. and so some of them were telling me that they're kind of getting tired. And they're actually looking to maybe getting older ones because, in my opinion, and they kind of agreed with me a little bit, that the G-body styles are kind of getting played out because you just see them so every often. Whereas comparison to like an A-body, like you don't see them that much. And it's true, I don't see them that much. So, and they have like more of like a view towards those ones. Okay. Now, G is what? Is that the 80s one? Yeah, like the 80s. Okay, okay. That's like the one my brother-in-law has. Yes. And I still have his fucking tonneau cover in my project. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting you have that. Yeah, it's been in there for a while. I actually saw him this weekend at the wedding. You should have taken it. No. <laughs> he needs to come pick that shit up. Um, Oddly enough, he's in the middle of uh, LQ swapping the, that El Camino right now. Oh, really? Yeah. He has a... um. What is it? The, the K5? Okay. 
He has a K5. He has a Trailblazer SS, and then he has an El Camino. He is selling the shell of the Trailblazer and throwing the LS3 in the in the K5. <laughs> the K5 already had an LQ motor right now. Mm-hmm. So he's pulling that out, and he's going to throw it in the El Camino. Okay. So what's he going to do with the LQ motor then? The LQ motor is going in the El Camino. Oh, yeah, that's right. The El Camino had an old LT1 motor. Oh, okay. Which is the 90s V8 mm-hmm. 350 block. A little bit newer than yours, yeah. yours in there. I'm sure he's probably just going to sell that shit. I don't know what he's planning to do with it, but he's going to need, he needs, I told him like, hey, that's cool. Once it's running, go pick up your fucking tunnel cover. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't he live in Texas? What's that? Doesn't he live in Texas? No, he lives in LA. Ah. Yeah, no, he's not that far. Just they never want to make the drive out to the boonies. <laughs> Well, he wasn't that far when you were in Riverside, but now you now he is. Oh well, <laughs> <laughs> he's lucky I haven't sold it. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So, I didn't go with you. Yes, I did not. Um, I completely forgot about the wedding, to be honest. And I was actually pretty hyped to go with you, and I was gonna take the fox body. I mm. figured, you know what, I need to take the fox body, but. I still hadn't fixed the starter issue. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> it's been fucking hot, but now it's cooled off. So I was I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking fix it. I really didn't feel like doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it. I don't, you know, it's just some of those things that you just don't like doing it. And I knew that I had to do a little bit of wiring, and I don't like fucking wiring. It annoys the shit out of me. Like, do you have to do, like, custom wiring, or what's the situation there? Um, so basically like splicing, you have to, you you have to do splicing or what? No, no, no. You have to move around some wires and run a new wire. Really? Yeah. So I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit, but, um, but like I said, I didn't, I really, really didn't want to do it. So I played with the idea of hiring a mechanic. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. Where did you find the mechanic? I was going to try, like, a Facebook mobile mechanic. I know, I know. But I was like, you know what? It's such a simple fucking thing. I just really don't want to get underneath the motherfucker. I'm being, this is just me being super fucking lazy, dude. And it immediately scared me back into doing it myself. (laughs) Ooh. Why is that? So I messaged one guy and, you know, Oddly enough, it's kind of like when you sell shit, they flake and they just stop responding. And then I get to the next one. And, you know, they're posting up pictures like they're doing motor swaps and all this kind of shit. This one particular guy had a bunch of Euro stuff on there. Like he was putting a bunch of uh, uh, E46s, E36s. And I was like, oh, if he can fucking work on those German complicated assholes, like a 302 motor is fucking easy. He just needs to swap out the starter, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I messaged him. He asks me what kind of car. I told him what it was. And he replied with, I don't work on classic cars. (laughs) (laughs) And to me, that just said, wow, this guy has no confidence in what he's doing. He should not touch my car. That's basically how I felt when I took my El Camino to a, a shop. That my grandpa recommended to me for doing the wi- uh, the higher wire harness swap. Uh-huh. The dude was just like looking. I was like, oh, 
why do you want to change out the wire harness? Like, because I want brand new wiring in this shit. Like, it's a fucking shit show of wires in this shit. He didn't want to dive in. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Just leave it alone. It's working. <laughs> I was like, oh, well. Uh, and then he looked at the box and everything. He saw these, like, this panel of switches. Like, oh, what do these switches do? What are they for and everything? I was like, bro. You tell me. You tell me. <laughs> I was like, oh, but you don't. You have an aftermarket dash with aftermarket gauges. I'm going to have to, like do a full inspection and do research and study. I was like, and I look at my grandpa. I was like, I have no confidence in this man. <laughs> you know, that's what put me back right out of it. Basically. As mm -hmm. soon as I got that mess, I was like, okay, don't like I, a part of me was like, dude, I can just tell you how to do it. It's not difficult. But then I was like, you know what? What the fuck am I? I'm just going <laughs> to do it myself. No, what the hell? <laughs> So laziness did not get the better of me. Mm -hmm. It sucks. <laughs> so I just, I literally stopped messaging with them, changed clothes, and went to the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Fuck this." Okay, never mind. I'm not hiring nobody to touch my car. <laughs> I mean, besides the wiring, is it is it actually like a difficult job to change out the starter? Um, in terms of placement on the motor wise, placement's not terrible because. Um, just because I've, I think I've done it so many fucking times. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I've had the car for, you know, minus the two years I sold it and then bought it back or whatever, mm -hmm. but I've replaced the starter on that car two times, three times. Okay. I think twice I replaced it, but I've dropped the, the starter out like four times mm -hmm. for a clutch job for replacing the transmission for when I pulled the motor out to reseal it. Like. I've removed that fucking thing a bunch of times. Yeah. And I just know it's in a fucking pocket that's a pain in the ass to get to. It's super fucking heavy. And the top bolt, the own the top bolt is a super pain in the ass to do. Because you have to set up like three extensions and try to get it from the front uh, of the motor. <laughs> I yeah, the I mean that's kind of like how I felt the last week, honestly. Cause yeah. we because we did clutch, flywheel fuel pump and fuel filter and a full tune-up on one of our Toyota pickups that we use on the on our nursery yard. Yeah. The fuel filter was such a bitch. You literally have to take off the starter just to get to the fuel pump. And uh, I'd have moved it. It's in know. line. It's just it's just fuel line. It's in I line. Know. Just move it out of the way. Move it to a more practical location. I mean, we don't expect that shit to ever give out anyway soon. Okay, all right. <laughs> but I busted my finger trying to take off one of the bolts because it was stuck. And, like, once I put enough force, I became that meme where you smash your hand. <laughs> but I didn't smash my hand. I sliced my hand on a metal plate. Oof, that sucks. Yeah, I can still feel pain in my finger even though it's been last week. Luckily, I did not damage no fingers. <laughs> but, uh, no, it, it's not difficult to do. I just, I hate fucking with that stupid starter. <laughs> But it needed to get done, and like I said, after messaging that one fucking mechanic, or mm -hmm. quote-unquote mechanic, I was yeah. kind of like, no, I can't let nobody touch the fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> that, that yeah, that threw a big red flag for me. So the wiring that I had to redo is basically, um, so the old starter is jai fucking enormous and extremely heavy, and that's OEM style. Mm-hmm. And that basically just has the power cord going from the starter over to the, um, I guess, I'm not really sure the technical name for it or whatever. It's basically the battery, like, uh, 
trigger um, trigger terminal. Mm-hmm. So it hooks up a lot of the power stuff directly from the battery to this terminal, and then it has a switch basically. So when you start the car, um, it runs power to the starter, right? Because it's on opposite ends of where the battery cable positive yeah. is. Basically, I had to move that wire over to the hot side with the battery positive cable, and rerun a new wire um, from the old from the old location of the battery power down through the K member and wire that up to the new starter. Okay. Because the new starter is basically a mini torque. It's from the newer Mustangs. So that new wire is becoming a trigger cable to actually send it send it to turn on. Okay. So not super complicated. I also did have to drill um, drill out the hole for the power cable down on the starter side to make it fit on the new studs for the for the solenoid. So I mean it. It's a little bit weird because, you know, you are moving stuff. You're not doing like a direct replacement kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But this one's a lot smaller. It's lighter. <laughs> it was easier to put up there. And supposedly I shouldn't run into the heat soak issue anymore. Why is that? Because of the new design. Okay. That that new design... Because it, it's it's not an OEM starter anymore. It, it's basically an upgraded one from the newer Mustangs. So there does it shouldn't run into there, but I did buy a heat shield for it, like a heat blanket um, for it, and uh, added that to it just in case. <laughs> Shit, I would have done it too anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I tested it, started it, let it idle for like 20 minutes, turned it off, turned it back on, drove it to the gas station, drove it around, Good to go again. Nice. So I don't have to worry about that no more. So it's finally, finally done. But uh, literally when I was done and I got home, um, my wife was already home. And she's like, hey, uh, did you pack already for this weekend? And I was like, where, are we, where the fuck are we going? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's when I texted you. I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, at least it pushed me to get the Fox finally, the starter finally in. Even though it never went to it, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so whatever. Well, that, that's that's one of your uh, your your daily your checkoffs from the parts that you'll never get to. Yes, yes, yes. Very true. And you know what? Again, I was just being super fucking lazy, but it kicked like momentum on my ass. So I was like, okay, I guess that I'm gonna do the shocks on the truck. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Took care of the shocks. I checked the wheel bearing. Uh, preload was bad. Ooh. Well, the good thing is that that's why it was fucking sounding like that. Mm. They didn't preload that fucking that nut for the outer wheel bearing correctly. So I pre- preloaded it correctly, put it all together again, and good to go. Nice. Good to go. So truck is almost there. I'm going to, I ordered the AC kit. I just ordered the whole fucking kit, compressor, actuator, all the fucking shit to it. And that I probably will hire somebody to do because I don't have the vacuum pump or the gauges. Oh, that's right. And I have an EPA card to buy a Freon, but I don't know where it is. (laughs) (laughs) I got it like, shoot, at this point, maybe four or five years ago. Just renew it. Get a new one. I don't want to go through all that shit again. (laughs) But I have the Wait, EPA card I, I, somewhere. I, I might have a connection if you want to use it. For EPA card? Well, to get the Freon. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. I'll let you know. But anyways, I might go to a shop, 
not Facebook. <laughs> I might go to a shop and uh, get that installed because I don't want to dick around with that or go buy all the fucking tools to do this one job. Nice. But um, other than that, I think I'm just down to some suspension bushings. And then I just want to go start getting some seats, tint the windows, uh, get a backup camera, and go shopping for my trailer. Now, do you plan to reupholster the seats, or are you going to get captain seats? I don't know yet. I don't. To be honest, I really don't. I thought about just replacing the seats for captain seats because they look nicer. They're more comfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if I can just get them reupholstered and get some good cushion, like, get memory foam in there. <laughs> but I'm thinking about maybe just reupholstering them just because... Just get it done kind of thing. It seems like the seats are actually a pretty hot commodity. I've been watching some part outs and trying to hit people up, and the seats seem to be the first thing that sells all the time. Damn. Especially the driver's seat, which is what it needs the most. Yes. So, I don't know. I mean, it's not like I'm trying to make the truck super nice again. It's more that I just wanted to do the job for as long as I need it to. Okay. And as of right now, I don't know if that's going to be a couple years or a longer time. But the truck's running really healthy, so if I can, I'll get the most I can get out of it. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, that was, you know, I think uh, getting that little kick in the butt is going to help me keep continuing to wrench. <laughs> nice. So we're moving forward, and uh, maybe the other kick in the butt was uh, this past weekend was uh, Jaime's Honda Challenge debut. I did see that. Yep. So congrats to Jaime. Um, if you guys want to listen to that, I think he's going to be releasing the episode next week to talk about it at the uh, Race FF pod. So big congratulations to him, dude. That was super cool. Um, it sucks that I couldn't be there, but it was awesome to see all the videos and everything. And, you know, he made it. <laughs> see, this, this is where, like, our mixer can be come in handy with, like, an, an applause sound effect. We'll get to that later. We'll, we'll, we'll do some novelty effects later for you, Manny. <laughs> well, no, it's for Hyman, not for me. Well, I know, but you just want to play with the buttons. I know, I do. I'm going to have to take it away from you, and <laughs> it's going to be a big old thing. But, yes, congratulations to Hyman. I think that was another thing that's like, uh, this is why I'm doing the fucking truck. I need to finish it and get and get moving. I need to get moving. But, anyways, Manny, what do we got next? All righty. So, now we're gonna actually gonna talk go into like like some headlines, honestly though. Oh man, we dragged this out. Didn't we we? kind of did. Oh my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but FIFA twenty twenty two, the video game, could possibly be the last one branded as FIFA. Twenty twenty two is the last one. Yeah, and it was released this year on October first. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was released worldwide on um, yeah, October first of this year and everything, but. FIFA, the or the International so- uh, Soccer Association, actually, well, okay, so the license, the agreement for EA to continue making the FIFA games with the use of FIFA in the name will expire next year. So it looks like they're already into negotiations on how to renew the contract and license to keep making the games and to keep using the, the name, especially for the four, uh, for the World Cup series games. But it looks like the soccer association wants more money out of it. 
So EA is kind of like going back and forth with them and everything and maybe pulling out of the agreement after it expires and looking for other possible ventures just to gain some leverage in the negotiation for the soccer association to back down on their conditions of what they want in the new contracts coming up. Interesting. Okay. So they it kind of looks like they want like more like a billion dollar out of the profits each year. Granted, uh, EA has been making like maybe about twenty billion dollars so far, twenty billion in revenue so far, with about since they've since the whole lifespan of the franchise video game, with about one point two billion dollars in loot box, uh, revenue just last year alone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and if you so remember what you remember what loot boxes are, right? Yes. You just pay for a box and it just gives you loot and everything. Uh, it could be something you want. It could be something you didn't want. And you just keep spending more money until you get what you want. Okay, like those gotcha things. Kind of, yeah. Got it. Got it. Hmm. So, with that, I mean, like EA wants to like venture out and do like more actual game footage into the games, into the games, honestly. Um, real life events, highlight, uh, actual game highlights added into like, cause now they, they have added like story modes into the game, which is kind of interesting, but I don't know how I feel about a story mode in a soccer game. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I, I used to play all these games. I mean, probably the people that are going to cry the most if this, if this agreement falls out and they no longer make the FIFA games is probably all the people that buy the FIFA games every single year. You know, I've never really got the annual release. I mean, I was pretty big into uh, basketball, right? Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't buy it every fucking... I wouldn't buy a game every year for it, you know what I mean? Yeah, when I had my, like, my PS3... Oh, I still have my PS3. But like when I first bought it, I was actually buying the FIFA games like 13, 14, and 15. And I mean, they might have changed, like, let's say the hub... Uh, the start menu and all the other stuff and just like the mechanics on how you start you work your way around the game to actually finally play the game and everything play if you play matches and stuff i mean it's just pretty much the same thing you're still going to be like running around kicking a ball and stuff well yeah and i mean there's maybe never maybe any some big diff- yeah, significant improvements just maybe some improvements on quality of like video quality and stuff sound quality the mechanics in the games and stuff, like maybe different camera angles when you're trying to make a goal and everything. Because I forgot what game it was. I think it was 15 or maybe 16. or I don't remember. But like once you're like in the out outer side of the, no, not in the outer side. Like once you're running up from the from the edges of the of the field, getting ready to make a goal, the camera starts to like zoom in at the play at your player as you're getting closer to the goal and everything. Okay. Which I don't remember happening in the other games and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, you know, maybe it's not so much the game itself, mm-hmm. but maybe it's like those really, really diehard fans that maybe there was a new, um, there was a trade. That is team true. Team trades, that roster it, pickups, rookies coming in. And, yeah, and that they is want also those true. characters on their team or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, the, uh, like using the current rosters of the moment when the game came out, honestly, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So maybe, maybe that kind of has a little bit more what to do with it, but, you know, at least as far as, I guess, genuinely just enjoying playing the game, I feel like you can skip a couple years. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yes. I mean, that's pretty much why I don't play Call of Duty. Call of Duty, just to me, is just the same shit, just 
yeah, it may look different, like on like armor suits or designs, character design looks and everything. But to me, it's just the same maps all over again. Yeah, well, I mean, they have a small campaign. It's not, it's not very long, but they do have like a campaign to it. I think you have to be online just to play those campaigns. Really? Uh, I've run into a few games where you have to be connected to the internet just to play on the campaigns, honestly, which is complete bullshit. Okay, but I mean, either way, they still have a different story, mm-hmm. right? Even if it might not be a huge part of the game, it doesn't take long to clear them, you know? But they have a different story for each game. Yeah. Versus like the sport games that come out consistently year after year after year. There's not really a storyline. There's not a campaign really to it, you know? Other than like, hey, it's a tournament. Go. <laughs> and there is another reason why I don't play Call of Duty games. What's that? Motion sickness. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. How do you play any video games, Manny? I legit have to be laying down just to play a first-person game. Oh, it's the first person that fucks you up. Yes. Okay, because the soccer ones are third person. Yes. That's true. Okay, so it's first person. Huh. Okay. Like, I remember I was on Discord and watching Tommy's stream of them playing Call of Duty. I was already getting nauseous just watching the, the stream and stuff. So it could, it could be it's just like me just like focused in just watching them just... Like shit, I can't watch this. God damn, Manny. <laughs> okay, shit. I didn't know it was that bad. I need to find me a hypnotist to get me get rid of this shit. <laughs> I'm sure that'll work. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> I'm sure the tarot cards will help you too. I guess. <laughs> no, no, it's the crystals. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You need one of those. Or, mo- or you need a motionless crystal. Or, or the diffusers with um. The, the mist diffusers with essential oils. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how EA and the soccer association is going to work out their deals to see how they want to go about with this. And, of course, I mean, it's not sometimes it's not always all about the money. It kind of does always seem that way. But each side came out with their own present argument, like why they want to do it and everything, but who knows. So we'll just have to see if this could be the last FIFA game titled FIFA, or if not, we'll continue to see it from the years on. Yeah, yeah. It I'd be interested to see what the uh, what the revenue is actually like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, are they basically is FIFA basically giving away their name for fucking free for nothing? You know what I mean? Mm. Or is it that they made a you know they made an agreement? The first agreement ripped them off. You know what I mean? It kind of looked like when I read the article that they felt like they were ripped off because it it looked like they got some direct quotes from people that were part of the interview, the meetings and stuff, that FIFA was definitely asking for more than what they were already getting before on the agreement. Well, yeah, for negotiations, you always ask for more. But I just mean in the sense of like, let's say, for instance, that they first made the deal, and let's say FIFA did not think the game was going to do all that much money, right? So FIFA took a deal for X amount lump sum per year, right? So per game they produce every year, uh, FIFA would get a lump sum of X amount of dollars, which maybe under the first contract, they grossly underestimated how popular the game would be, and EA ended up making 
way, way more than they think, right? No, and especially on how much the money they're making on loot boxes too. Exactly. So now maybe um, FIFA finds out, oh, crap, they made way more money than we thought they did. Then, uh, hey, maybe this time for the contract, we want this much more money per game or they want X amount of percentage of whatever profits is done. You know what I mean? It's not the first time. Well, uh, it's not the first time for any other company as well. But just in particular with EA, it's not the first time getting shit like this. Uh, there was a report I remember reading a few years back that Disney was ready to pull out the rights for the Star Wars games from EA because of how terrible their sales were doing because of like all like the pay-to-win bullshit. Oh, you want better guns? You got to pay real money to buy them in the game. Oh, you want better armor? You want better this? You want better gadgets to use in the game? Basically, pay to win the game. And sales not doing so well for the Star Wars game, so it looks like Disney was in talks about possibly pulling the rights from them. Oh, damn. You know what? I think we talked about that on here, didn't we? We did. We did. Okay, okay. It sounded familiar. I was Mm -hmm. like, wait a minute. We talked about this. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Oh, shit. All right, all right. What else we got, Manny? And interesting enough, but not really unexpected, Disney is making its way into anime now. That's a good transition. It is. I like that. You did some research. (laughs) (laughs) This man. (laughs) It almost sounds like you know what you're doing now, Manny. (laughs) I never do. That's the best part. Nice. (laughs) But yeah, it looks like we're going to be seeing Disney making anime and stuff. Uh, one of the animes that we did see that they're coming out with is called uh, Summertime Rendering. Summertime Rendering, okay. It's uh, based on a popular manga, um, and the anime is set to be released next year, 2022. Pretty much just a man going back to an island for a funeral, and then next thing you know, shit happens, and now he has to figure out mysteries that happen on the island. Okay, all right. And there was another anime that we saw that caught our interest. Caught our interest? Well, you were, you saved the video and you were going to send it to me, so I'm pretty sure it caught oh, your interest. that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So why don't you talk about it? Okay, okay. So, you know, anime has always been very uh, harem. <laughs> either harem either normal harem or re- reverse harem, yes. Yes, okay. I didn't know there was a word for or terminology for the other way around yes reverse harem would basically be the one girl and many dudes got it okay so i guess disney is jumping on reverse harem (laughs) we don't know if it's a reverse harem yet because we didn't see a female character involved that is true it could be i guess a gay pride reverse harem i I don't know how you classify this. I man. wouldn't know. Trust I me. I, okay. Anyways, I just thought it was fucking interesting because Disney is always about, um, you know, for the most part, they're very conservative with how they approach a lot of their content. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty interesting to see some of the anime choices they chose for these mangas because one of them looked like it was a little bit dark and had some violence. And this one looks like it's heavily i mean this one the other ones are based off of a manga Mm -hmm. i don't know if this one is because it was super heavily influenced from i think it was because if i do remember this one this specific anime it was created well the series not 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 just the anime just the series in general was created by the same creator as black butler 
And Black Butler was an anime that appealed more towards women and females audience because of like the whole idea of the having of the husbandos. Okay, I have never seen Black Butler. Neither have I. I don't plan on it either. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you know the anime Free, right? No. Free, the swimming, the swimming anime. No, I don't know that one. I mean, that one appealed more towards like the the female audience because. It was just basically, in their eyes, sexy anime male characters. And this is kind of the idea for Black Butler as well, with certain personas. And then with this anime that we're seeing so far, did we ever say the name? It is called uh, Twisted. I was, you know, doing live producing right now. (laughs) It was called Twisted Wonderland. Oh, yes. And basically they take the Disney villains. The Disney female villains. Yes, I'm sorry. The Disney, I think male too. I, I think I saw the uh, the guy on that little trailer. I saw the guy from New Orleans on Princess oh, and the Frog. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So they take the Disney villains and pretty much turn them all husbando, and it looks very awkward. <laughs> it does. I think the most awkward one was Mufasa. That looked fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Disney is uh, jumping in, and apparently they're they're lifting a lot of their old rules for this. Which, okay, put this one anime aside, but maybe that means we might actually get some decent, like, bloody, violent animes coming in through Disney, which will have a budget to make really well. But the only way, and the only way to watch them is though through Disney's streaming service, Disney Plus. I have it. I don't. That's okay. We'll watch them. I have uh, I have it with the uh, ESPN package. Okay, so we're going to be watching the Husbando anime then? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to come home and catch my wife on it. Like, <laughs> Next you know, her room's going to be filled with posters of Husbandos. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's going to be the reverse of my room, just waifus. Uh, yeah, probably, probably. Well, well, it used to be my room. Now my new room is just, just completely bare at this point still. Boo. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of liking it, though, the simplicity. All right. All right. Well, what else we got on the board, Manny? All righty. And then we do have, and we've been seeing a lot of strikes lately now. Yes. <clears throat> That's right. I put that on. It's uh, the John Deere strike. I did not hear about this one, though. You didn't? No. Okay. So, good. So, I guess I'll, uh, I mean, they're already back in, in negotiations on it, though. But basically... Uh, back in the 90s, like the late 90s, the union actually took a lot of concessions out. They lost a lot of benefits. They lost a lot of pay. Now, we fast forward over into this uh, COVID situation. And, you know, I've heard, I'm sure you've heard at least something about the uh, great resignation. Yes. So a lot of people are just up and fucking quitting their jobs now. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, from a union standpoint, most of the time, because they're in the UAW, right? Um, most of the time we got, we got it a little bit better, right? We got a little bit better, but it seems like they've been stagnant for a long fucking time. Mm. <clears throat> Their raises aren't keeping up with inflation and they never got back the concessions they gave up in the late nineties. Oof. Yeah. So they've been kind of just floating their head above water this whole time, basically. Now, you know, fast forward into last year with all the COVID stuff going on. They actually were working 10 to 12 hour shifts. They were doing straight overtime and the company recorded record profits. 
by their third quarter, they had already beaten their yearly record by over a billion dollars. Damn. Yeah, so that's uh by their third quarter in they were four point seven billion dollars in profit. Damn. Yeah, so that's just the first three quarters. The previous record for the entire year was three point five billion. So they raked it in, and when it came time to renew contract, they didn't want to give anything else. Dang. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yep. They spent $1.7 billion, almost that extra profit they made above breaking the record, in just stock buybacks, mm. which we already know is, is kind of a bullshit thing. We think we talked about it last time, yeah, right? Yeah, we did. So on top of that, they paid out $761 million in dividends to the shareholders. So, like, they had a great year, and they refused to do any more for the collective bargaining agreement. I mean, you got to keep the shareholders happy, <laughs> which is pretty much what every company does and not towards the employees. True, 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 but uh, the employees make the money. Exactly. They make the money, and, you know, I'm, I'm a union member, so when I heard about this, I was kind of like, well, fucking cool, good for fucking them. I hope they, I, they're, they're back in negotiations now. Um. I know uh, there was a lot of like talk that John Deere was pushing a bunch of talking points that they're making like sixty to seventy thousand dollars a year, but in reality, their package itself is actually closer to like thirty nine thousand, forty thousand. So they're not making that much, dude. <laughs> Are back in negotiations, so it seems like hopefully they should come to some kind of agreement and hopefully get some of their pay back up and some of their benefits back. Nice, because. You know, the UAW is pretty big, so I'd imagine that they'd actually do okay with their negotiations, but for them to sit stagnant since the late 90s, yikes. Like, super yikes. Yeah. I know for me, like, I, you know, I'm in a union. I already kind of know the the goods and bads, right? There's always goods and bads. I have goods that I enjoy, and I know there's some bads. You know, I, I do see it, but... To me, the goods always, not always, but, you know, for the, for in my situation, at least, the goods outweigh the bad by far. <laughs> so hopefully they can come to some kind of agreement because uh, I'm sure they've already lost a ton of fucking money. They hired some, um, <laughs> some non-contracted guys to try to do the work. And <laughs> I believe within three hours of the shift, the ambulance showed up to the, to the warehouse. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we already know what happened there. You know, you've heard the phrase of um uh skilled work isn't cheap and cheap work isn't skilled. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much what this is, you know what I mean? Like and, and you know, there's even a myth of like not there's no such thing as unskilled work in a sense, right? But yeah, this is one of those situations where you have the union, they protect it and Man, they should have been fucking fighting for this a while ago. Yeah. They really, really should have. So I, I do feel a little bit lucky in that sense. I know I I talked to you a little bit offline about uh, some weird things going on at my company right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my company's been fucking great to me, but I am a union member. And, you know, some of the things I've been seeing in the last month or so is... uh. Is rubbing me the wrong way. <laughs> it's rubbing me the wrong way, and I've always told, and I always tell everybody, is never get comfortable to the point where you're going to get taken advantage of. Yes. 
So there is one thing that uh, I'm going to watch. I'm going to talk. And if uh, if it looks like it's going to continue the way it's going, I might end up leaving. And you know what? I, I love my job. It's a fucking nice job. It pays very well. I'm, I'm happy doing it. But uh, I've gotten offers other places before. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, I'm confident in my skills, right? If I wanted to take off, I'm pretty sure I could take off and find something very quickly yeah but uh yeah so i'm I'm gonna watch it on myself too and never get comfortable where you're at if anybody's listening never get comfortable where you're at you can always find something else mm-hmm. uh with that manny i think we have some uh events to cover uh and just a few recaps on some events coming up um i think we have a new event that we learned about recently as well um but that one's not till november yes uh, that is uh, Gearhead Society presents with collab of Be My Secret and Senpai Saturdays. Uh, the event is Cars and Anime in Los Angeles, and that is November 20th at Elysian Park Academy. So if anybody's an anime fan, car fan and stuff, definitely probably possibly a great event. Who knows? Never really heard of Senpai Saturdays or the other organizations to know how they do well on car meets and car shows and stuff. So if we have the opportunity, we can probably go check it out. Yeah, yeah, I might be down. My car will start after I drive it again. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And then we do have a trunk or treat if anybody's interested because we still are in October. And if anybody's interested just to go to like a really nice night at a car meet and go out with the kids and enjoy trunk or treats and everything, there is the off-road for charity trunk or treat. It's going to be in Fontana. And that will be October 29th, which is a Friday night. Okay. Yeah, they'll, they'll be having off-road, uh, not off-road, I mean, they're going to be having raffles and everything. So pretty much lots of goodies too, not just a uh, standard trunk or treat and everything. Nice, okay. And especially since if anybody's really interested in off-roading, you don't have to be into off-road, off-road stuff and everything. You can still go and everything from what I've learned so far. But if you're into it, I mean, some of the raffle stuff is going to be like stuff for like off-road vehicles and stuff. So there might be some goodies if anybody's interested. We'll throw some mutters on your Elko. Ooh. <laughs> all right. All right. Is that the only one we have update right now? Ah, that's the only one I have. I don't know if you know any. Uh, no, I think what I know is that that's an episode, Manny. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find us? Yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website, UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you want to send an email to us, you can contact us at UnacceptedPodcast at gmail.com. And with that, we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Adios.